Are you ready? You are about to enter the Power On Boost podcast, where we facilitate the awakening of your personal power by providing powerful content that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you realize you are enough. Come join your host, Adrian Wesley, and let him show you how you can turn your power on and be alive to thrive. Power on Boost, raising vibrations and awakening personal power worldwide. I'm super excited to be here. I've got a super powerful episode for you today, so hold on. Before I get started, I want to remind you that you are a divine manifesting creator, that you are super, super powerful, that you are manifesting and creating your reality. Your perception creates 100% of your reality and your thoughts and your beliefs create your perception, which means you create your reality. That's super, super amazing. Also wanted to remind you that in my opinion, you're an energy being having a human experience. So don't ever forget that. That means that you have unlimited power and that there is no beginning and no end. Don't take your life too seriously, my friend. We're all going to end up dying. No one's going to remember us, most likely, very quickly. And everybody's going to get on with their life. I think people take their life way too seriously. Live your life and create your dreams. And that's why I wanted to talk to you today and create an episode on never giving up on your dreams. Super, super excited to share this with you. So today's episode is about my journey to living in Thailand and what happened to get here and to give you some tips and advice on how you can create this for yourself. So I was born in England, uh, south of London, 1973, November 11th. I'm an 11-11 baby. And my dad was a senior VP or a VP in the oil and gas industry, and he was a landman before that, so he traveled a lot. So I got exposed to international travel as a child. We went to uh, Hawaii when I was 14 after my mom died by suicide, and I was fell completely in love with Hawaii. I grew up in Calgary, so we moved from the UK to Canada. We moved actually to Houston, Texas, and then back to the UK and then back to Canada. But I grew up personally in Calgary, Alberta, which was full of snow. I lived the last 10 years of my life uh, in Vancouver. So uh, Alberta and BC, Canada is where I spent the majority of my life. So at the time, I was 14 years old. My mom had died by suicide. The family went on a trip to New Zealand and Hawaii. I went to Hawaii and I fell in love. I knew that that's where I wanted to live and I knew I wasn't going to give up until I created that. When I was 18, I went to Jamaica after high school graduation with a buddy of mine. Kind of a funny story actually because his mom was a travel agent and she hooked us up with our hotel accommodation but she didn't want us to party and she didn't want us to get into trouble so she booked us into couples resorts. (laughs) and him and I weren't a couple and there's nothing wrong if we were but we weren't we were two straight dudes thinking we were going to Jamaica to celebrate and party and we were in resorts with a whole bunch of couples (laughs) but I fell in love with Jamaica also I fell in love with the laid-back lifestyle and I knew that I needed to create this in my life and that I needed to find my way there 
When I was 27 years old, I was working as a bartender in Calgary, Alberta, and in the daytime working on an entrepreneur business called Hot Chow Network. We were Canada's first delivery takeout network online. We were pioneers. We did really well, but at the end of it, we ended up spending more money than we made. It burnt me out. I was bartending at night, which I just told you. So I got burnt out and I decided, okay, I need to do something different. I need to go away somewhere. And I heard that there were some people in Grand Cayman. Grand Cayman's in the Caribbean, if you don't know that. It's just near Jamaica. And everybody around me said, no, you can't go there. You can't go there. But I had heard that there were some Canadians working there. So I'm like, fuck that. If there's Canadians there and I'm Canadian, that means I can go there. But everybody around me was like, no, you can't live in the Caribbean. You can't live in the Caribbean. And it was wintertime and I'm like, that's messed up. I'm going to make it happen. I declared it to the universe. There was no, nothing hold me back. There was no resistance. I had complete match between my desires and my beliefs. And the next night or two nights later, someone came into the drink where I was bartending and I told him what I was thinking of doing. And he goes, well, actually, I used to live in Grand Cayman and I had a restaurant there and my business partner would talk to you. So I contacted his business partner. I was on a plane a week later uh, seeing her. I had an interview and two months later I was living in Grand Cayman. I spent two years living in Grand Cayman but they have a very difficult, it's very difficult to become a resident there and to get a work permit you have to be a slave to the employer that you have and you can't really quit the job. You have to stick with it for a full year. Uh, so I, it wasn't the right fit. So I left, but luckily I left right before Hurricane Ivan crashed into that small little island and destroyed it. But I went back to Calgary and fell asleep back in the dream, became a pharmaceutical rep, a, a real estate investor, etc., etc. Until I was 35 years old, my former wife left. You've heard this story if you've listened to this podcast. I got divorced, I went bankrupt. I was growing pot in my basement. I got busted for doing that. I was under house arrest for growing pot. It's legal in Canada now, so this was not at that time. I have a, a, a very strong interest in horticulture, but I had the wrong passion for the wrong plant at that time. But that's a whole joke. That's a whole other story that I won't get into. I got arrested and spent a year under house arrest for growing a herb or a weed in my basement, a weed. Anyway, that, as I said, is a whole other story. <laughs> but I was at rock bottom at $100 in my bank account. I couldn't go back to the corporate world. And I said, okay, I'm going to move to Spain, Marbella, Spain. I was born in the UK. The UK back then was part of the EU. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Spain, Marbella, Spain. It's hot. There's great weather there. And I wasn't done pursuing my desire to live in the tropics on the beach. Well, Spain's not really in the tropics, but I hadn't given up my dream to get around the sunshine and be by the water. I moved to uh, England. I got my British passport. I moved to Spain. I spent two months there. But that's another story. Again, everybody told me in, Ca in Vancouver, I was living in Vancouver at the time, that no, you can't do that. It won't work. There's 30% unemployment in Spain. This was right after the 2008 economic crash. Everybody was like, don't go to Spain. It won't work in Spain. And I said, I'm going to Spain and I'm going to make it happen. And then soon after that, I went for dinner with some friends 
And my friends, one of my buddies there said, well, I got a buddy of mine in Marbella, Spain. You should talk to him. That's who I stayed with. I got off the plane. He picked me up. He took me to another restaurant that his friend owned, and I was hired on the spot. So I got a job the, the right when I landed into Marbella, Spain. So don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do something because they're not right. You can do whatever you put your mind to, in my opinion. Anyway, Spain didn't work out. It wasn't my cup of tea there. It was a lot of old British people in Marbella. Wasn't my vibe. Not saying anything bad about it. It just wasn't my stick. I went back to Vancouver. Lived a whole bunch of life. Did a whole bunch of different things. And then I became a clinical hypnotherapist at 42 years old. I created a successful practice within a year. We were rated top practice in Vancouver. And by year two, I had started doing work with online clients. And then I moved a, a lot of my practice online. So I had a lot of clients online at that time. I went to my buddy's place. He's a naturopath, uh, Divine Elements on Broadway. And he gave me a Superman IV, which is full of vitamins and minerals and all sorts of amazing stuff. I was walking home from that session so fired up. I was so on fire. I felt so good. I went home and I'm like, okay, it's time. I'm working online now. I'm moving somewhere in the tropics. I posted, I did a post on Facebook and said, where should I move? A guy that I'm buddies with now, but I didn't know then. He knew me from the community that I was working with online. He said, Phuket, Thailand. So I looked into Thailand. I was interested in Southeast Asia. Within a week, I had booked a one-way ticket, and within a month, I was on a plane on a one-way ticket to Phuket, Thailand, and I have never gone home. I booked an Airbnb. I checked Airbnb for Phuket, Thailand. He gave me some areas to look into. I looked at one place on the island of Phuket. I, there was a picture that the Airbnb lady had posted was the picture from the, the room. I looked, looked out over the beach onto the water. I booked it for a month and I haven't left. And we're planning on staying here long term. So amazing things can happen when you declare to the universe what you want to do and when your desires match your belief. The key thing is that with all of these stories, I didn't have any resistance. I just believed a thousand percent that I was going to make it happen. I didn't have any doubt. I got off the plane. I'm in Hong Kong and I'm waiting to transfer to Phuket. And I see, I had been by myself for about two and a half years at that point. I spent two and a half years, no dating, no sex, and learned how to love myself. But that's another story. And I'm at the Hong Kong airport and I saw this couple holding hands. And I remember messaging my buddy going, fuck man, I am never, ever getting involved with another woman again. That shit just makes me sick. I love being by myself. Well, I moved to Phuket. I get into my Airbnb, the first restaurant that I go to in my neighborhood, it was the second week I was there, was called One Love. And I saw a lady there, her name was Joy, she ran the place. Well, my mission is to make self-love go viral, and I ended up falling in love with a woman called Joy at her restaurant, which was called One Love, which was a five-minute scooter ride from my place. Super, super powerful. I haven't left. I just told you that. Joy and I are now married. I have my marriage visa. I have my ID card. 
And as soon as I learn the language and another four years under my belt, I can apply for my Thai passport. So again, I repeat to you, my friend, I wanted to tell you this today because never, ever give up on your dreams. Never, ever, ever give up. Don't let anybody tell you that it can't happen because it can happen. And I'm not a millionaire and I'm not overflowing with money, but I still made my dreams happen. So you don't have to wait until you have $2 million in your bank account. I'm going to give you some tips on how you can do this yourself at the end of this podcast episode. But before I get there, I wanted to tell you some funny things about Thailand because it makes me makes me freaking laugh. So Thailand, people don't necessarily follow the rules here. It's a very different country. It's super incredible. It's called the land of the smiles for a reason. A lot of people are smiling. A lot of people don't have a lot of money, but they'll always smile at you. I fucking love this country. I genuinely want to live here for the rest of my life. I found my home. And I want to give you hope. Because if you haven't found the place that lights you up, if you don't have enough sunshine, if you want the beach, or maybe you want the snow, maybe you want a snowboard, if you haven't found it yet, don't give up, my friend, because you can find it. But it's super important that you understand it's going to take sacrifice and you're going to have to want it as badly as you want to breathe and you're going to have to put it at the top of the list on your value list. Because if you value a big house and a fancy car, it probably won't happen. You probably have to wait until you make a whole bunch of money and you might be waiting a while. So it all depends on what you value. I had the fancy BMW. I had the executive bungalow. It didn't make me happy. It didn't fill my boots up. So I decided to put that lower down on the value list, way down on the value list. But in Thailand, it's just like basically everything goes here. I got off the plane and I'm in the taxi and I'm watching people driving their scooters and their cars and they're not driving within the lines. They're driving all over the place. Super fucking bizarre head trip at the beginning because it's like back home in Calgary and Vancouver and Toronto and Winnipeg and all the other cities I've lived in. You drive within the lines on the road and you don't cross over onto the other side of the road and motorbikes driving the opposite way on the shoulder. Just mayhem. But I really enjoyed it because I wanted to be in a place that wasn't so structured and wasn't so cookie cutter and wasn't so sanitized. That's what I was looking for. But there's just some funny things that go on here. For example, there's a restaurant down the street from us which opened five months ago after COVID hit. And it's called the Steak and Barbecue Restaurant. But guess what? They don't sell fucking steak. They don't sell anything barbecue. They sell deep fried food, like French fries. Um, they do, yeah, I think they sell burgers, but they sell, it's all basically deep fried. They don't sell steak. They don't have steak on the menu. But it's called the Steak and Barbecue Restaurant. <laughs> Only in Thailand. The signs here are incredible. On the beach, one of the beaches, and this is in a family area, it's called Anus Massage. Anus Massage. And no, it's not a place like that. It wasn't a place that you massage your anus. It was just called Anus Massage because maybe, I don't know, maybe the dude's name was Anus, but <laughs> it wasn't in an area where it was a funny type of massage therapy place. It was a family place. And then in another area, there's a place called BJ Massage. <laughs> At the pier where I live, it's about 10 minutes from my house, 10 minutes from my house, 
there are two restaurants side by side. One of them's called Sunset Bar. Well, that's not a restaurant. It's a bar. It's called Sunset Bar. And the restaurant beside it is called Eat Me. Eat Me Restaurant beside Sunset Bar. <laughs> Fuck. It's funny to me. It may not be funny to you, but it just blows my mind. There's a sign on the side of the road that says $2,000 fine for vendors. And there's literally eight vendors parked in front of it. Super, super funny country. We were driving down the main road the other day. It wasn't the other day, actually. It was months ago. And all of a sudden, I'm in the left lane, and this guy stands out in front in the middle of the lane. He's wearing a police officer vest, and he directs me left. So I turn left, thinking I'm being pulled over by the police. And we look around, and we're in a market, a food market. This was some normal parking attendant dude that had got a police vest somehow and was directing people into the food market. <laughs> Only in fucking Thailand. We were riding our scooter uh, three weeks ago. We weren't wearing helmets. So don't follow this. This is not a good thing to do. We were going like 25 clicks on a slow street near our house. But the police officer's on the side of the road and he starts screaming, wear a mask, wear a mask. And I'm sitting there going, dude, what about our helmets? Only in Thailand. This is a funny story. So we're going to the grocery store. My buddy and I park and we come back out and someone in a truck had parked right behind us. They had parked right behind three vehicles. Well, we waited 10 minutes for this old guy to come out and there was two other people waiting for him to move and none of them were mad. My buddy wasn't mad. He'd been living here for eight years. And I'm, I'm ready to tear a strip off this guy. Back home, if you blocked somebody in at the Home Depot parking lot, you'd get an earful. And I'd get super mad and aggressive in, inside. I may not show it verbally, but I would get worked up. Well, I'm looking at these people and they're all smiling at him. They're like, have a nice day. Everything's amazing. That was a massive turning point for me. That happened when I first moved here. And it just showed me how uptight and how in a rush everybody is back home but it was just super funny and everybody was super polite to the guy and it was no big deal and he smiled and went on with his day that's thailand for you the sun shines i live on the beach i have a, an amazing partner the other thing that's happened is we started one love animal project we've got three cats that we have one of them we found at the grocery store that was abandoned. Another one was on the side of the road that was abandoned. And another one was on the beach and was abandoned and injured. We feed literally eight other cats outside. So part of what we're doing to give back to society is feeding sentient beings. We wake up in the morning and open the front door. And Joy sits on the front porch with three or four, two, five cats it's super, super amazing. I'm just so, so excited to share all of this with you because I found my home. I'm 47 years old. I was 45 when I found it. Is it worth it to keep going and never giving up on your dreams? Yes, 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 because I have the rest of my life to live in the tropics and to live in paradise because I never gave up. But I have to tell you, I walked away from some high-paying corporate jobs to be here today. 
I made sure I did not get stuck in the golden handcuffs. And I walked away from General Motors of Canada. And at the time, it was one of the largest, it was a division of one of the largest companies in the world. I had a new car every three months. I had a great salary. I was set for life. I had another great job at Canadian Tire Corporation working in logistics. I could have stayed there all my life. I had two very high paying jobs in pharmaceuticals and I left for ethical reasons, but I was set up there so that I did not get comfortably uncomfortable and so that I could continue to find the tropics, the sunshine and to be an entrepreneur doing what I want to do. So don't give up, don't give up. I said that 8,000 times already in this episode, but I'm gonna keep saying it to you. Never give up on your dreams, my friend. Anchor into my story. You can find your dream home. You can find your paradise. It can happen. I wanted to give you some expenses, to f- some expenses. I wanted to give you some advice to finish off, and it's regarding expenses. If you want to make this happen, you need to value different things. You need to value, let's say, your health first and where you live first or second. If you, as I said earlier, if you value the fancy car and the big house, you're going to make it, it's going to make it very difficult for you to get to the tropics unless you make a lot of money and you can do that online. So I highly recommend that you find a way to live a minimalist life. You find your happiness from within yourself. You find and learn how to not need to spend to be happy. The other advice I can give you is learn how to manage your money. Know your burn rate every month. Know how much money you spend and know how to save money. You have to be able to do this because you need money to be successful as an entrepreneur and you need money in the bank if you're moving to a foreign country, most likely, so that you can protect yourself and uh, have some safety net for a rainy day. But learn how to manage your money, become a minimalist or, or very close to that where you don't spend a lot of money, learn how to save. The other advice I have for you is don't listen to people that don't have what you want. No one in my family really, really believed that I could do what I was going to do because none of them had ever done what I have done. People don't realize that there is a whole world out there. And if you want to watch a show on YouTube, it's called Nomad Capitalist. I really like this. Well, I like the content this guy creates. But you'll start to see that there are many, many countries with hot weather that you can move to. There are many, many places that you can get residency and citizenship. It's an incredible world out there. Don't ask advice from people that aren't doing what you want to do. Start to listen and watch people that are doing what you want to do because they are the ones that you want to learn from. Be prepared to stand alone, my friend. Be prepared. If you want to do anything great with your life, if you want to do anything different from anybody else, be prepared to stand alone. Most people are too scared to do what is different from the flock. We have been so programmed in school to become sheeple and to conform to the norm. So you have to build up your self-esteem. You have to build up your self-confidence. You have to believe that what you want is worthy and deserving. And you have to be okay with standing alone and doing your own thing. So you have to, again, I'm going to say this, you have to be prepared to stand alone and not do what everybody else is doing. 
The last thing I'll tell you right now, and I've said this over and over, but that's the subject of this episode. Never, ever, ever give up on your dreams. It's never too late. You can make it happen. If you want to live in the sunshine, then go make it happen. But you've got to prioritize it and you've got to live a life and create a life that will help you make that happen. So you got to find a way to make money online, in my opinion. Again, you got to learn how to not spend a lot of money. You got to learn how to save your money. You got to learn how to live without needing a lot of material things. But it can happen. And all of those things are possible. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I love you lots, my friend. Never, ever, ever give up on your dreams. Whatever they are, you are a super powerful divine manifesting creator and you can create your dreams. Go make today the best day of your life and continue dreaming and remember that it can happen. I love you lots and I'll speak with you next episode, my friend. You just finished another episode of the Power On Boost podcast with your host, Adrian Wesley. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next time. Power on!